0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime.
1: LGBT. Thriller.
3: You have.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Now entered the House of Mystery with your hosts, Eric Shapiro. David North Martino. John Cohenhaver. and Al Warren. Heard on KCW, 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 105.0 AM Palm Springs.
2: Welcome back into the House of Mystery, and of course, it's 2023. We are back on the road. Yes, <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely awake. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're running things here. Get, yeah, get going because I'm I'm yeah. I can't I can't handle it. <laughs> I, I'm over it. Um, yeah, so here we go. Um, now, um, yesterday I was a good show. Hey, it worked out really yeah. well. You know, Marilyn yeah, always. Yeah, Ellen Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Always. <laughs> Never changes. <laughs> Never changes. I always wonder about that, you know. I just, I, but it keeps on going. Yeah. It keeps on going. So now we're getting back into the, this is the true stuff today. Okay. We're getting into real things here. Uh, so now we've got a, uh, performer who's really good, but he's doing, he's writing and we're going to talk about his book. Uh, the book is called Time Lab, episode one, San Francisco. That's your old stopping grounds, isn't it? And we've got Jakeem Joyner. Thank you for being here.
1: Hey, Alan! Thanks for the invitation. Oh, you're welcome.
2: It's always good to have you. So, so what's been going on? You how do you, how do you write um, when you've got all this? I mean, because I've been on the road. I don't know what it's like when you're traveling and you're doing you're performing and you're also fairly popular and you got albums. You got all this stuff going on. So, what? Where do you find the time to actually sit down and write?
1: You know, I was asking myself that question this morning.
2: and did you Uh, answer (laughs) yeah it's uh
1: yeah you know it's so crazy because um i'm so busy as a performing artist um you know i play saxophone and i tour as a saxophone artist and a lot of my fans are also readers too so they love it when i come up with something Unique in a story. My first uh, novel, sorry, it came out yeah, back in 2014. Um, but it's—I will say that it's not the easiest thing to really get into writing like I'd like to, because I'm also writing an album too. So, but I love stories, you know. So um, when I'm home, like in January, <laughs> I'm always home in January. I get to sit down and try to finish what I'm working on, any stories, any ideas. Uh, For instance, time Lab. I'm just finishing up uh, episode two, and I'd like to get that done before I get on the road. So it's it's like a hit-and-miss kind of thing. It's like, you know, you get the time in when you can.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I would imagine. I I mean, I'm doing a lot, but I find that – you see, I work on a uh, total – I, I'm a total nutball. Like I'll have music going. I'll have the TV going. Sometimes two TVs going. I, I've got the radio show. And then meanwhile, I'm, I'm writing when all that stuff is going on and I've got dogs oh, wow. running around. I got deer. So I'm kind of insane, but that, that sort of drives me to write. Like I couldn't sit in a, in, in front of a, a beautiful lake in a quiet breeze and sit there and start writing. That would
1: be, that,
2: that would, I kill myself.
1: I, I Wow. I, I think, if I wasn't partially insane, I wouldn't be able to write
2: either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's where, you know,
2: because it, I find that, um, cause what I do is I put a lot of, a lot of things around me and that would really be distracting, but then I turn it off and it's mm-hmm. almost like I'm in the eye of the storm and I can sort of sit there and write. Mm-hmm. So whereas other people are, you know, they can't do that. They think, you know, you're insane, right? There's something wrong with you, and and um, so so where? Do, how do you how do you focus on what you're writing? But
1: you know, I come up with a uh, I, a lot of times I, try, I mainly focus on getting my outline done. Um, I kind of talk to myself and say, what do I want this story to be about? How do I want this story to sound? What do I want the audience to feel? Um, and then I just kind of put an outline, and uh, you know, maybe the ten chapters in the beginning and just say, I want this to happen here. I want this to happen. I want to make sure this happens. And then I delve into the intros and just start writing. I find that I'm more focused in the morning time. Um, it's quiet. Um, unlike you, a lake would do me excellent. <laughs> 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 I was just going to say that, you know, I can't, you know, cause it's easy to get so easy to get pulled off of your zone. I mean, so, sometimes when you, you get into writing, it's like, oh, man, it's like I was I was gone yesterday, and today it's like nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, but I will say though, you know, once you get into it, it's like all of this stuff is coming at you, and you're just just scribbling it down as fast as you can, um, so that you can look all look at all that junk the next day and be like, what in the world is this? <laughs> it makes no sense.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but, I, I, but you know, the stress drives me. I think so that that drives me to write, and also I'm writing a lot of true crime and stuff. So I'm I'm writing about really sick people. So I, I the stress sort of feeds it, um, I think. Whereas um, you're you're not, you know. So I, and I'm not writing some love story. So you know, it's it's not going to be, uh, you know, something I need a leak lake for.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, as a writer for me, you know, I, I try to, I try to come up with uh, story plots and, and, and storylines that haven't, that aren't cliche. I like to have my own kind of thing um, when I'm putting down a story, you know, like uh, time lab, which is okay. You know, there's tons and tons of stories about you know, going back to the future or going back in time and stuff like that. So in time lab, I say, well, what if we had, um, what if someone from the past say 2000 years ago was working on a building, a time machine, but they thought he was a witch, (laughs) right? Um, but he was doing, you know, true science. And then let's say we go to the current time and there's a science in the current time and he's, dabbling in the same thing and seeing if it's possible to build a machine that could bend time or whatever. Somehow these two work together and build an ultimate time machine. That's basically what time lab is about. But everyone from their respective time think they're both crazy. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like in the past, Sir Bernard is like, he's a witch. So, you know, they're looking for him. They're hunting him down. They want to arrest him. And, and, and throw away all, all of this equipment. And then Kyle, who's in current times, they just think he's a cocky student in college who thinks he knows everything. You know, he drinks, he's, he loves to party, and he's, he's rarely sober. <laughs> but he's, in, he's, he's brilliant, you know, and, he, and, his, and his mother was working on a lot of science and physics, and he's trying to follow that path, and uh, he comes up with some interesting things where people think he's still kind of crazy. So (laughs) that's that's time (laughs) lapse. Well,
3: I'm wondering, you know, uh, you know, having written music and having, you know, written novels now, is there anything similar in your creative process to doing both of those? Or, you know, does, you know, musicianship help you uh, with, like, the rhythm of language as you're writing?
1: You know, I think um, because, you know, not every performing artist is a producer or writer of their own music. Luckily, mm-hmm. I write my own songs, so, um, which is a completely different mindset that's required, you know, to being just simply a performer. Um, so when you get into writing songs like, like I do, and it feels like um, you, you're in this big creative process. And as you come back and comb over it again and again, it just starts to get better and it makes more sense. I feel like it's the same way with writing stories because I just kind of, it almost feels like I'm writing songs, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, and it's like, wow, it's like everything is kind of coming together as long as I'm patient with the story and allow the story to kind of compose itself and just kind of follow along and put the pieces together is exactly what I do when I'm writing songs. So it just works perfectly uh, for me as, as an author and a writing I, something that was really unexpected. I didn't think that, you know, when I first started trying to write my first story, which is Zaria, I didn't know what was, <laughs> you know, what the process was going to be like, but it turns out that it fit exactly who I am. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. yeah. Yeah, how uh, who do how do you put yourself in your characters, or do you, or is it like a dream to you, or do you like you know, and you're um, hungover or something, and it comes to you, or you know, hungover.
1: <laughs> um, do you know it's, it's it's interesting because you know I grew up around so many different types of people and personalities, and traveling the world, you you meet so many people and so many interesting people and interesting. Characters, <laughs> you know. So I'll try to take some of that experience in, and 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 pour it into uh, someone in the story, perhaps. Uh, for instance, Kyle, who is, um, um, you, you know, he's, he's he's from the from the present time. He kind of reminds me of a bass player that I used to work with, who just would never find himself sober ever. So and just was fun to hang around because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I kinda you know drew on some of those energies. I'm not gonna say his name, but if he read the story, he would say that's me <laughs>
2: <laughs> well it's it's a good thing maybe <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: maybe i right? you know yeah it
2: depends you know. <laughs> well, that's interesting um so when you um well, it's, it's, so what what do you got going on here like this is episode one so are you are you writing this like a um like a, um, I don't know what you call it, almost like a serial, like a show that you would see on TV, um, you know, like a series?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's mainly like a series. I mean, I'm, I'm already into episode three now, writing. I haven't put out episode two yet. Um, so it's like the story is really coming along nicely. Um, and some really interesting things, some new characters are coming in to be a part and of the story and maybe a few people who actually uh, agree with the two scientists and that they're not actually crazy and insane. So um, it's, it's starting to feel really good. Um, and I think that honestly um, I'll probably get to somewhere 15, 16 episodes on this thing, I believe.
2: Well, yeah, you never know. You just go, yeah, with I it mean, and, you know,
1: yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to um, be conclusive. On anything as I'm as I'm writing and, and putting the story together, I, a new thing that I'm trying to do because this is really kind of like my first series, and I'm, I'm working on another series that has something to do with something else. Um, but um, I'm kind of figuring out uh, to try to outline this series actually, so like go all the way to you know episode sixteen and kind of work backwards a little bit, um, and then just kind of fill in the pieces so. It's just kind of a new way, kind of a different way of looking at the story in a whole, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good way in a sense because you, you, you kind of have the outline and you fill in the, the holes because you won't make the mistakes of, you know, if, you, if you're doing it one at a time and you get to somewhere and you want, you, it's hard sometimes to change things.
1: Exactly, especially if it's you know some cool stuff that happened. and It's like, gosh, you know, I can't change that. It's like, uh, what do I do? And now you're stuck, you know?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. Um, so when you when you're when you're doing this and you put this out, um, what do you hope someone gets out of the book? Like when someone picks up <laughs> Time Lab and they read it, what is it you want? What kind of reaction or what kind of thing do you want?
1: Well, okay, so. Two things. Uh, one, I, I would like for people in the science community to enjoy it, to um, to find find it interesting, uh, find it fun, um, but then also um, exciting for you know people who like to have a sense of adventure. Like, for instance, um, just give you a, a little short part of the story. Uh, Sir Bernard's time machine does actually work, and he manages to escape to the future before they arrest him (laughs) and uh the (laughs) the first thing he sees is lights and he's jumping around he doesn't know all of these sounds cars beeping and um you know and then and then a plane flies over and it's just like he just jumps to the ground (laughs) from the sound of (laughs) the engine and he just you know and it's trying to fix his eyes on where he is um you know so that type of excitement that you know hopefully could keep a reader at the edge of their seat and just really give them that sense of adventure plus science you know i would like for them to feel that (laughs)
3: well how important is it for you to work with um and research uh uh current science, and uh, even current thought on uh, time travel. Is that something that you do, or is it mostly um, imagination?
1: No, I do do some research, and um, one, uh, a good friend of mine works here at the Air Force Base for um, uh, Northport Running, and I talked to him about some stuff, and then I got another uh, friend of mine who is our uh, robotics technician um, in um, Boston, and they're developing all kinds of stuff. And I always, like, kind of throw stuff back at them and, like, so would this make sense or, you know, what is this and how do you do this? So I would like for it to have, um, I want this series to have some real science. So, um, so like, like I said earlier, because I want people in the science community to also find it interesting, not just, you know, a bunch of imaginary stuff that this happened this way, this happened this way. Well, you know, theoretically, if there was to be, Time travel, these are the things that theoretically would need to work. (laughs) So, how can we incorporate that into uh, a fun storyline, if that makes sense?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, you know, good luck trying to get the science community happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never, I know, they're like, and then as soon as they see it, they're like, nope, wouldn't work. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. no forget it. No. Not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Some
2: of them are tough. The hard science five people are really, uh, really tough. But, mm. you know, mm-hmm. somebody's got to do it, I guess. You
1: know. Yeah, someone. Yeah. Why not me?
2: You yeah, know, why not? <laughs> what, what What do you got to lose at this point, right? You know,
1: exactly.
2: Uh, well, so, what what influences you? It's that you've been into science fiction since you were a kid. So, what kind of things do it? Is it kind of the old classics um, from the fifties and sixties, or earlier, or do you like modern stuff?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I think my first science fiction, um, I think it was no it was Star Trek yeah I remember I was about five or six and it was always my dad was always watching Star Trek and then the new Star Trek came out Star Trek Next Generations <laughs> I'll never <Yeah>. forget that because <laughs> um, the first one was um, uh, I can't remember
2: Spock and chatter
1: exactly yeah. Um, yeah yeah so that was like I was really really just barely born when that one came out but then Star Trek Next Generation with Captain Picard was very interesting and the Cleons and all of that stuff was very exciting. And then Star Wars and I I, I just fell in love with the Star Wars story and and what it means to be a Jedi and what it takes and a Sith Lord and all of this stuff. (laughs) You know? And then um, as of recent, a lot of the new science fiction stories and movies were disappointing. While the CGI was amazing, the visuals was awesome, but I'm like, this plot just doesn't really do it, <laughs> uh, yeah. for me at least, you know, so I'm like, gosh, it's like you guys waste all of that CI on a story that could have been so much better, and I think that led me into trying to, you know uh, do my own story, which is what, what, uh, why I started to write Saria, and I said, wow, okay this is a lot harder than yeah. <laughs> <I thought." laughs> It's
2: always that way, right? You know? It's
1: like, man, I gotta remember all the characters I gotta find a way how to get organized and I was like geez this is insane but i just kept going <laughs> yeah
2: well that's kind of how it is you know you just gotta it's it's always harder sitting from the sidelines saying why don't they do this why don't they? but <clears throat> but it's true a lot of um things are very computer generated now so it's very it's very effects and a lot less plot and yeah. uh it's kind of stuff you can have on without listening to it
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And it's so interesting because like, um, while Zarya was, um, uh, my first storyline, I did another book called Minor Assassin. And I think, um, my second novel is where I really started to find my tone as an author, where I started to see, um, how my writing seems to be a certain way that I think people will instantly recognize because um, I think the first story was a lot of trying and I was going back and forth with editors and different things like that. So, um, But I think uh, my, Minor Assassin definitely goes into um, my authentic tone, I think, um, where I really love, I like suspicion, I like thriller, adventure, and I like science. <laughs> you know, and I like putting that in, in stories. Uh, Minor Assassin is, is a different kind of a story, whereas Zarya is more of a teenage science fiction Teenage Girl Saves the World type of thing. Minor Assassin is more of a real world, you know, real cops, real detectives, uh, real bad things happening and real mystery. And, uh, you know, so it's a different genre, so to speak.
3: <laughs> well, you know, you talked about organization and um, and, and refining your organization, do you have any tools to do that? Do you have a process for organizing both um, what you're going to put into the story and um, maybe the attributes of your characters?
1: Well, right now Scrivener, Scrivener is like pretty much does everything that I wanted to do. I don't know if you've heard of that software. Oh yes, um, I use it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So that really keeps me organized because I can put pictures in or inspiration mm. for pictures and I can throw my plot lines out. Or for, so If I get a really quick idea to put in chapter three, I can just go and put it on the notes there and the side. So when I go and look at chapter three, I can see my notes there. And I, I mean, honestly, I can't, I, I can't find anything else better than that. That's really keeping it <laughs> going for me. Um, really, I'm uh, any other tools. Like I would say, um, Gosh, outside of Scribner, mean, Scribner covers so much. Yeah, it really does. Yeah,
3: yeah. I found um, it uh, very helpful.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got the app on my phone too, uh, the Scribner app on yeah. uh, your phone too, and that kind of syncs as well. But I don't like to do it sync too much because it's like I don't want to, I don't want to lose anything. Yes, <laughs> that's
3: that's frightening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I think at one time, I think I did lose. I was, I was just gone. It was like I don't know. 10 p.m. at night, and I was on my phone, and I was—I just started going. The, the story was just coming to me, and I was just on a roll. And then I think I went to sink, and then I came back and I looked at my phone, and it was empty. Oh, <laughs> that is you know, the worst. So, yeah, and I'm like, oh my God! like I'm not gonna—it's it's gone. It's gone forever. <laughs> so you gotta be careful with the sinking stuff. So I'm really, really careful with sinking this. I might just keep it where I use Scrivener the locally here, just to keep the ideas and stuff like that real quick but i don't want to sink and get you all know, get it confused
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the worst yeah end up on someone else's phone yeah. exactly
1: right? <laughs> hey i've had the same thing happen with songs you know i'm working i'm working on a song and i'm coming up with a melody and different things like that and then all of a comp- sudden the computer shuts down
3: <laughs> oh no
1: yeah and it's like you know i've been working for three hours and then maybe i, I didn't save yeah. No, I know. That hurts, know. man. That hurts. Yes. I mean, it's just, God, it's going to take a, 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 a two weeks to get back motivated.
2: Yeah. It's the universe's <laughs> way of saying, no, this isn't working. Do it again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> it's crazy, though. Like, if you kind of remember the idea of what you're doing, surprisingly enough, that second time when you write it, it actually is better. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, I, you're in a different frame of mind, maybe, and that's yeah. certainly... More careful or something. I don't know. Who knows? Wow. Exactly. So, so you don't know where it's going to go. You're just going to do do this time lab until.
1: Yeah, you know, I have it... Well, here's what I. I I kind of know where it's gonna. I kind of know how the story's going to end. I mean, uh, uh, Sir Bernard has to get back to answer to. Um, he can't stay in San Francisco. I mean, he has a family in. Um, where is he? He's in some somewhere in. Um, gosh, I can't remember where I had to put him in. But he's you know in Europe. And he has a family there. He's got to get back to back 2,000 years ago. <laughs> so What's that's going to be... He
2: might really get into San Francisco. He might transition, <laughs> yeah. become a woman, be going to the gay bars. Now. Uh, why, why does he <laughs> want to go back to the wife and kids? What? And want I mean, to kill him? They think he's a witch.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, I've got a... Um, one part in the series where it is going to be getting some communication coming through from um, some trusted people. And so he, he has to solve some issues there. Plus I, I think he's also uh, anxious to make sure that his family is safe too. So um, he has to get back and Kyle has to prove to his professors, he's not crazy. So um, they both have important things to do.
2: <laughs> mm. I wonder if the time travel will ever really happen. Well, you know, it's technically you
1: can see into the into the uh, past. You know, when you look in space. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I mean, true. yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, time travel. I guess. I mean, the idea is if you can be there, um, instantaneously. And it, the, the 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 biggest thing that scientists have come up with is by bending time, bending light, and um, creating a warp in um the um. <clears throat> Face creating a warp in space time and bending it. Um, so supposedly, that's supposed to be a way to travel. Um, no one has figured it out. I doubt if they do.
2: <laughs> well, let's uh, get them on that. They can then they can go back in time and fix things.
1: Yeah, but then the thing is, is like if you go back in time and because I don't know what this theory is called, but if you go back in time and fix something that's broken, then it was never broken, which means that you never had to go back in time to fix it.
2: Loops. Well, but I but they can make me young again. So there you go.
1: Well, yeah, but then you would go back in time and be young again to come back to be old again. Well, we'll just keep it going in a circle. And it's
2: okay, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean it would be like your own time loop while everyone else is moving. Yeah. In in one singular line in time, you're in a loop.
2: There you go, you see now I know that's what I want they're <laughs> stuck in a loop yeah <laughs> work on that get that going forget that's music what are you doing stop put down that Start. <laughs> stop doing that music and start getting this working you know
1: right at <laughs> the time loop.
2: <laughs> so what are wow. you what are you going to do uh, when you got two careers like this going how do you choose
1: how do you choose I do not like choosing <laughs> I don't want to have to choose honestly um I mean, I love both of them. I, uh, my music career takes priority, obviously. <clears throat> right. And, um, so, um, I, I don't, I mean, gosh, would I ever have, be in a situation where I have to choose? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess if Warner Brothers picked up one of my stories and said, we want to give you a trillion dollars, just focus on this. Yeah. Pretty much I'd make the choice. I <laughs> am <Damn. laughs> not going to work. Right. I mean, so, um, there's always going to be time to write. I think, you know. You don't have to spend hours to write. You can write for 10 minutes, you know, if, if it's something that you like doing. Um, I will say, you know, when it comes to marketing and publishing and all that other stuff, you know, that's kind of a headache. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you see and you wish you didn't have to do all of that, but I guess it's just kind of the landscape now, really.
2: Oh, it's awful! You have to do like you know all yeah. that marketing online and social media, yeah. and then you have to talk to people like us, and it's
3: just,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just crazy people like yeah. Alan yeah.
2: Warren get yeah. crazy, <laughs> I mean, it's insane. I don't know, but well, I know. It, well, it's hard to focus. It I think it it takes you off your game, sort of, doesn't it? In a way, I do
1: I? You know, it's like. Because not, you know, it's like, am I supposed to have, be a be a wizard on social media and also be writing? I mean, there was a time where, even music, it's the same thing with music. Actually, yeah, you know, I mean, we have to post our shows, and sometimes we get promoters. they be like, "Hey, we need, we need, to, we need to sell more tickets for this show. So, can you do this video and can you do that and you can do that? And, you know, and they actually to do these things, and we we want to do that because you know we want to have sold out shows, yeah. but we prefer to just make good music and create a great performance if that was allowed. yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Well, you know, years ago, that's kind of how they did it. You know, the different movie studios or um, you know, the record labels, they did all of that. They mm-hmm. took Elvis and sent him everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's like, and you wonder, does, that, does your art suffer when you're doing all of these things, newsletters? and but I will say, I mean, without the work that I put in, On the business side of it, you know, I I don't think I would have been further as long as I am. So it's kind of like I had to, really,
2: you know. Yeah, I think that's the way it is now. It's not they—they haven't got those big uh, studios and record labels like they used to that were doing everything. So now you kind of you—if you don't do it, nobody else will.
1: Type thing. Yeah, I mean and I was with the big label for some 15 years and even then I still had to do a lot <laughs> yeah you know that's kind
2: of what I mean like nowadays yeah. they don't it's not like they do the same thing even you know mm-hmm. even the even the publishers the big publishers it's like there isn't the same sort of work that goes behind it from them you know support um, mm-hmm. nowadays' it's, I think you kind of have to which uh I guess in a way it probably hurts hurts the art a little bit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it gives you more control, right?
1: It does give you more control, yeah, more creative control, you know, and your audience, too. You can communicate directly with your audience and your fans, which is great, you know. Um, but their expectations get higher. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, more, the more attention you give them. <laughs> plus, the plus
2: there's more expectations. You know, you've got so many people coming at you now on social mm-hmm. media or live than as compared to just – when you're when you're kind of hid behind the wall and someone else is doing it, and they kind of tell you, now you've got a lot of voices. So,
1: exactly. So, to- yeah, but it's I don't know. It's you know, it's just where we are, and like, we 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 got to do it. Yeah, I can't complain anymore. I guess it's, that's just the way it is. <laughs>
2: that's right. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, so, so who does it? Who do you want to work with? Ever?
1: uh as a uh either either.
2: i mean in your case either because music's got some really interesting characters out there and um so does writing in a sense right now yeah i
1: like i like mary lou's stories you know james patterson you know um i'm reading um the martian i've seen the movie but i actually decided to uh go in and read the uh book i'm on martha wells too she's amazing um Martian by Andy uh, Weir and the because I've seen the story but the book is like wow it's so much more Great and book. it's so much more scientific too and I'm like man they didn't put any of this stuff in the movie
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I agree <laughs> but I wonder how much they could without losing yeah. you know people get bored yeah, right right you know yeah
1: two hours after two hours it's like you know an hour and a half really so yeah, yeah. the real story the true story is in the book
2: yeah it always is. There's, there's so much, there's so much. As a,
1: as a, as a saxophone player though, as a performing artist, you know, a, I would love to work with, uh, you know, these keys. Um, uh, it would be nice to work with. Um, gosh, there's so many artists I want to. Uh, Stevie Wonder. Gosh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a list. I mean, I've worked with some, some pretty amazing artists, but there are some that I haven't yet. And I would, I would love to, you know. So it's a big list I got written down. I got a bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> well, get on it,
2: you know. What do you? I got at? to, you know. <laughs> just, just start phoning these people.
1: That's it. Just call them in. Yeah, call them cool. up. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, <laughs> the worst
2: they do is say no.
1: Exactly. You know. I mean, the worst they—well, they can curse you out. And say, <laughs> well, yeah,
2: I've, I've had that a few times, but First you know,
1: but in a way, that's kind
2: of an honor in itself.
1: That's an honor, yeah, getting cursed out by Alicia Keys Yeah,
2: wow. could you imagine if she called that you some great. some harsh names? And
1: oh my gosh,
2: where else could you get
1: that? I would be touched. I'm yeah. so touched by what you said. Yeah, well, at
2: least there's a passion for you.
1: It, there you go. See, <laughs> see,
2: you know, you kind of got to laugh at that, but um. Well, that's, that's cool. Uh, that's, it's really interesting. Well, so, um, now the book is out. Now, do you, how do you deal with people on social media? Do you have like a website? Do you have social media platforms? How do people find yeah. you?
1: Well, I mean, all of my social media is at Jackie Joyner. Most people just can't spell my name. So, yeah. um, Instagram at Jackie Joyner. My website is Jackie Joyner.com. Um, and if you want to just go into my stories and just look at my books, you can go to. I have a different website called joinerbookclub.com, and that has my books and stories and different stuff I may be working on and stuff like that. And you know, people can kind of go in there and just uh, you know chat, leave, leave comments, you know. So that's a cool place for readers and authors.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll put all that up too, right? You know, we'll get all that up so people can find you with one click, and they don't have to know how to spell you know it's a tough thing
1: these days yeah right (laughs) i know including with grammar and spell check and all of that it doesn't matter people still can't spell yeah no (laughs) it
2: it doesn't work um so that's really interesting how is the um are you glad now kind of the pandemic's passed and you can kind of get out again or how was that for you
1: well yeah i mean it's it's, I mean it was last year was an amazing year for touring and this year shaping up to be another really, really busy year. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting because I'm trying to fit in the writing, um, <laughs> schedule <laughs> and release schedule too. And let me tell you, it's it's, just, it's not easy, uh, touring and stuff like that. And also I'm putting out an album this year. So, um, it's definitely going to keep me busy. I'm glad that the pandemic has kind of seemed like it's tapering now to the point to where people aren't afraid to come out to shows. And say hi and shake your hand and, <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: be, be normal again. <laughs>
2: yeah. All the groupies.
1: Yeah, all the groupies. <laughs> what are you going to do without groupies? You know, we got to have a few groupies. Yeah, but you, <laughs> do you
2: wear masks with groupies or not?
1: You know, I can't remember. When's the last time I wore a mask? I don't remember.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I know. Yeah. Actually, no, I've worn it a few times because when you still go into doctor's offices or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you still have to wear Yeah, they still make you wear it and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah, something you have to get used to. Actually, I look better with a mask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah see you know look when half of your face is covered you look better because they don't have to see the whole thing
2: yeah yeah I got nice eyes <laughs> see so I can just show my eyes off and then they go oh well he's, he's not bad looking see it works I'm going to leave it <laughs> on actually all the time
1: hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it could be a thing it could be a thing it could I'll, be your thing
2: I'll start a new trend I'll be like <laughs> I'll be the new Lady Gaga yeah that's it <laughs> Well, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about your book, Time Lab, and, and kind of letting us know what's going on with you. I'm glad everything's going good, and you're out performing again and doing stuff. And, um, geez, what can I say? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So now the book, of course, everyone, it'll be on the website. You can just uh, pick it up. You should. Why not? It's fun.
1: Yeah. Help them out. Yeah, two ninety nine. It's It's oh. super cheap.
2: Geez. You know, what can you get for two ninety nine <laughs> nowadays? Yeah. You know? That's not even a, a.
1: It's not even a coffee.
2: No, I mean no, it a latte. That's that. not
1: even a latte. That's not even a mocha latte caramel. Yeah, brownie. that's
2: right. That's
1: right. <laughs> and it's less calories.
2: It's better for you.
1: It's less calories. <laughs> it's good for your mind. Yeah, and it's a short read too. It's a short read. You
2: know. Well, that's good. You know. Well, perfect. Well, now the book <laughs> time lapse. It's episode one, yes. and uh, Jackie, join here. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you. This has been a pleasure, you guys.